hello, 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 and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are you all? What's going on? Charlie, what's up? Hello, so good to be back and look at our beautiful new studio. For those of you who are actually uh, listening to the podcast, the OG podcast folk, well, I'm afraid you're just going to have to suspend your disbelief and imagine that we are indeed in a new studio. But for those of you who are observing, well, as you can see, here we are, new studio. Very, very exciting times. We almost look professional. It's Same wild, year, man. new me. That makes no sense, <laughs> but here we are. Graham, welcome Hi. back. It's great to be back in this new studio space. Yes. You're right. It does feel very professional. It feels no. very clean. It's weird, isn't God, it? God, fake it till you make it. Yeah. I tell you what. We're <laughs> still <laughs> doing oh, it. Still oh, it. Oh, now we've made it. <laughs> Guys, I think we've. Have we, we made it? Have we, we made it? Have we? I don't. We haven't. Uh, but Lord, Lord help us. Lord help us all. Look, it's really exciting. It's taken us a while to set this up. We've been on a bit of a hiatus, but this is a really exciting time. And we are going to come at you guys with what we often open our seasons with, roundups of the anime seasons. And this season, it is, of course, summer 2022. So it's pretty exciting. I mean, I'm trying to bait the hook here. Kind of a weak season. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty weak. It's pretty weak. It's pretty weak. There are some good things, though. There are some good things. So why don't we just start with Charlie? Why don't you hit us with what you've been watching, one of the things you've been watching in this summer 2022 season? Oh, I'm starting today. Why not? I don't think I've ever started. I don't think you ever have. Yeah, wow. New, Far season. Out. new, new season. New season. New me. New, new you. Here we are. New, new gateway to anime, New traditions. <laughs> new ways of doing things. Sunrise, sunset. Sunrise, <laughs> sunset. <laughs> Makes no sense. I'm doing the philosophy. Throwing some fiddler on the roof. <laughs> Why? That also, deep, hang on. Philosophical I piece of art. <laughs> I just want to say that I'm really upset that I couldn't do a show that was called the Phantom of the Idol, just because I was like, is this the Phantom of the Opera but with idols in anime form? Is it? And um, No, but I couldn't uh, find it anyway because it wasn't on Crunchyroll and so I went, all right, cool. I'm going to start saying that we've actually, we're coming in pretty early on the summer season so a lot of us have only mm. had one episode air. By the time you're watching us, probably been a bit more. So if we are very off, if I'm like, this is the best show I've made that turns out to be a trash fire, yeah. then that's because the second episode obviously did us dirty. So yeah. yeah, we're here early this time. Yeah, coming in early. But, you know, this is like kind of our first impressions, I would say, is yeah, a better way to say so. it. Not a roundup. Um, yeah, that's, that's more accurate. We'll probably come back because I know that every time we do this, we've always missed a classic. Like that's true. Every, like Ranking of Kings. Don't get me started on Ranking of Kings. So many don't things. Don't get me started on that. That we've like done and it's then a great shame. we've looked at a list and been like, I want to watch this and then just miss like a fucking like favourite of ours. And oh, yeah. yeah. So Or you start off with something you're like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this here? How did I watch that? This season, it didn't have a lot that grabbed me when I looked at it. I went, mm. oh, bit of a weak season. Lots of returning shows. Lots of season which is, two, season yeah, two. Lots of which season is fine like, if you're into those shows. So mm. like I will say that I think way back, by way back I mean two years ago, I did Rent a Girlfriend season one as a part of one of the wrap-ups. That's true. And, um, you know, I probably will watch season two because I am but a piece of trash. <laughs> uh, but I'll start with one that really surprised me because I didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's an anime original. This show is called Shine On Bakumatsu Bad Boys. There's an exclamation um, point in there too. There's Great. two. It's Shine Great On, song. exclamation point. That's two. Bakumatsu Bad Boys. Oh. Exclamation point. Okay, I'm already in. Um, I'm hooked. I'm already in. I mean, I, yeah, that's all I did actually. I, I didn't actually watch it. I just saw that and went, yeah. this is the show <laughs> of the season. Like, some bad boys. <laughs> all right, so I did watch this episode. I was lying before. It's an original Japanese anime television series and it's animated by Geno Studio, who most famously did Golden Camo which I know you love. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Actually. Like a fairly new subsidiary of Twin Engine Studios. 
I recognize when the logo comes up as a bunch of like motorbikes riding mm-hmm. and it's quite iconic and it kind of hit me that I must have seen some of their work before. The character design of this show, this is important because as soon as I saw, I'll give you a synopsis in a second. As soon as I saw a picture, I went, all right, every single character has protagonist hair. Like every character looks like they've just jumped out <laughs> of Yu-Gi-Oh, of everything. Right. And mo- mostly they look like they've jumped out of um, Shaman King. That's because the character designer of this show is a mangaka and the uh, designer of Shaman literally the author King. of Shaman King. So that's right. why. Go. So it's got that really early anime aesthetic to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big kind of spiky, crazy hair. Vibes, like yeah. Anyway, so I give you the synopsis. In an era where samurai ruled Japan, the Shinsengumi has been wiped out by an unknown attacker, leaving one survivor. Seven criminals are chosen as doubles for the Shinsengumi. To protect the security of Kyoto, a top-secret replacement operation is executed. So basically... I'm the Shinsengumi I'm, I'm get in, assassinated and then their souls get sealed in these samurai swords and then they decide to pick seven criminals who have like an aptitude thing to either be put, they're like, you have a choice, you can either take on a part of this as and like take the sword of this soul of this like iconic warrior in it or you can be executed. And so we have Suicide Squad, Akadama Drive style, samurai, Shinsengumi, Gabi. I'm so in. So it's samurai I'm anime. I'm so in. That's, I'm in. that's the anime of the season. Shut up. Look. Yeah, what are, what are we? The episode's over. We're look, leaving now. Shut, so it, shut it down. We're going to watch this. New studio. I'm done. What <laughs> I'll say is that I've never seen a pilot that throws so much at you in the first five <laughs> seconds. You've got this cra- character, crazy hair, like basically also the protagonist, I should say. he His whole storyline is that he hates samurai because his family got assassinated by a group of um, mask-wearing samurai who are wearing mm. these like traditional Japanese no masks. And then he sets out to like kill all the samurai. and then. Mm. It turns out that these the secret police are actually looking for that particular group of samurai. So he joins and becomes a samurai to defeat the other evil samurai. So he's like, I'll do it. it. It's kind of like you get introduced in the first five seconds. Like you see a bit of a fight scene and you're like, all right. And then suddenly you've got the seven criminals being dragged there. And it's like a bit of a cut thing, like a cut frame where they're just like, the, the evil doctor or like the monk or so like, like a kind drive of. In samurais yes. setting. Cool. And then they all decide to take part in it and there's like if I'll spoil the first five seconds because I actually laughed out loud there's like eight of them in a line and they all have crazy hair except for one guy and I was like well that guy's dead five seconds later he's like I refuse to be a samurai gets like his head fucking and I went well I could have seen that one coming like look at your hair dude nailed it at least get a haircut like I don't even know at least try and fit in dye your hair purple at least at least my favourite part about this design, though, is that they're all the swords that they take or they, you know, end up using as replacements, they will match their hair. So, like, the main guy's got a red sword. <laughs> that the, that's awesome. But one thing, so the main two characters, it's, a cla- it's like shonen, trashy, ridiculous. Like, I having that many characters thrown at you in the first five seconds, usually I would hate, but for some reason it worked. I think that I'm the target audience. If you like any shonen, if you love, like, Naruto, that kind of thing, you're also into a bit of, like, weird gore and kind of like the ridiculousness of anime and you can laugh at it and laugh at yourself and still have a good time, you're probably going to like this anime. Okay. I think the art style is interesting. It's quite nice, but it's also very obviously done like graphic novelly. So there'll be like a, a panel will come up and be like, like, and then it will happen there, happen there. Uh, yeah, and cool. flashbacks will kind of, it's definitely not like amazingly beautifully animated, but sure. some of the fight scenes I've seen, like every character has a different style of fighting. Like the main mm. guy has a bit of a Mugen style breakdancing kind of moment. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Love that. But one thing that I actually laughed out loud because I was watching it and I was like, man, 
this literally sounds like they've copied and pasted the Naruto Shippuden soundtrack. Like it literally the whole, and I went, great. Dope. Dope. But then great. I looked yeah. it up and um, it was literally the same composer. The same composer. Tatsuharu Takanashi, um, Takanashi, who has is. done Naruto Shippuden and Fairy Tale and many others. And honestly, oh, yeah. banger. Like, banger stuff. If you, you like that action kind of packed, morally grey hero, anti-hero, like they're all villains, but they're trying to do the right thing. They're trying oh, to band yes, together. Yes, so it really was like a less slick Samurai Akadama Drive. Cool. That's the vibe. And how quickly you get thrown into those characters in that show is a similar kind of thing. I'm glad they're not spending any time on character development. No, I, I mean, got no I'll time get a fl- I know I'm going to get a flashback. No time for that. I'll that's get a flashback I mean, later. It's all good. That's yeah. fine. Definitely not winning any awards originality. <laughs> um, but what's cool is apparently all of the people that they are taking the swords off are real historical figures. Wow. So they're oh, actually okay, cool. like warriors who have been kind of like, so Shinsugumi, that's, yeah. Shikahata and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a, Historical aspect it's a historical to it. Anime. Ah, I should have put uh, it in the historical fiction. Yeah, put it in historical oh, fiction. Um, yeah, very accurate. I think very accurate. Of course. Yeah, it no, was. So, it went past so fast, and I went hook it to my veins. Yeah. Like, thank you very much. That's a good one. It's been a while since I've seen something so like easy to. <laughs> it's definitely not winning any awards. Yeah, but you've had a hard day at work. You've come home. It's you what just I want. want. Watch some it's what fucking I want. trash and it's just like guys doing samurai stuff and cool cool shit. Got cool hair. There is a place for that. That's all you need. Yeah. That's awesome. And right. like, yeah, the two leads are honestly, it's like the loud mouth, bright colored hair, then the blue head, like quiet genius. I was like, oh, come oh. at me. Every single best friend <laughs> slash enemy duo in Shonen. Is there a sundere with pink hair and an attitude? Um, there is actually, but they're currently, like literally. <laughs> How did you know? Except she, <laughs> she's um pretending to be, she's a, like dressing up as a, as a man, was pretending to be a man. Oh, right. She's a woman. And the originality. Points. But like Points. I say, there's a place for all this. That sounds dope. I will certainly- be watching that. Graham, what do you got, man? So I've been watching, uh, again, an original. Right on. A couple of like, originals. There's a couple of originals this there's year. There's a few, actually, yeah. Yeah, which is good. Like, there can be a bit hit and miss. Like, I think oh yeah, it can be a bit, well, we've seen Wonder Egg Priority and Ooh, I fell apart. Akadama Driver. I thought Akadama Driver was, was pretty good. I think that, yeah, that ended up pretty well. Decadence kind of petered out. Decadence like, There's, there's was a bunch there. of them, you know, like. Wonder Egg, the that ending. That was the worst was bit, ending of yeah. anything I've almost ever seen. So and they can't come something. off the rails, but mm. yeah, um, mine is a uh, Yuri Deco, which is by Science Saru. Ah, yes, 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 who yes. Who do Devil May Cry, baby? Yes, and certain magical XYZ keep your object. hands off. Isaacan, yeah, they do Isaacan, a lot of Masaki Yuasa stuff. The one about whether making an anime, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually about making an anime, it's actually incredible, yeah, really um, good. Yeah, Masaki Yuasa. So this one is it's weird. It is about this island that's called Tom Sawyer. Which I don't know if is a reference to Huckleberry Finn. Is this a Huckleberry Finn like retelling? I don't don't know. It It actually is. Is is it? It It is based off it, yeah. Oh, right. So anime original. Yeah. Yeah, because I couldn't figure out. I was like, wait, is that about Rush? Is this an anime about the Canadian rock band Rush? And I went, (laughs) or is it about Mark Twain's character? Like, (laughs) Mark Twain makes more sense than Rush. So it's about this island (laughs) called Tom Sawyer um, where everyone has sort of been conditioned into living and working in like VR and augmented reality when they're out and about. And our main character is called Barry, who's like, she's a young girl. She goes to school. How they access the world is they have implants in their eyes. One of her starts malfunctioning on one side. So she starts to see some strange things that you wouldn't see because normally you are hooked up to the full system. So you live and work in this, this system, 
deco stands for augmented decoration. So people have skins, kind of like a Fortnite type thing or an right. avatar. So people are living and working in augmented reality, have their decorations, whatever. And how they get that is they have a digital currency called love, mm-hmm. which is very similar to if you know anything about China's social currency. Social credit system. Social credit system. So they get they get money and rewards for being a good citizen throughout you know, the day, you know, you post a picture of someone like smiling with your family, you get love. Doing your civic duty. Mm, and okay. the more love you get, the more things you can afford. You can you can buy new skins or you can buy things for your house, but all in augmented reality. This sounds cool. It is pretty cool, man. The art style is very cool. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's pastely, all, right? Like it's all pastely, it's all bold colors, flat shapes, large. It reminds me of um uh, Jean Girard who's like a French surrealist artist. But he's also like one of the like founding fathers of modern science fiction. Like his influence, right. Star Wars, okay, okay. Ridley Scott. Yes, yes, yes. Funnily enough, he is lifelong friends with uh, Miyazaki. Really? Yeah. And That's his, sick. And John Gerard's daughter is called Nausicaa. Wow. Mm. Based on you know, Nausicaa of course. And, yeah. and stuff like that. That's what he named his daughter. So there's, there's an anime connection there as well. Cool connection. His artwork is sleek futurism but also in sliced with like large expansive color as well. Um, it can be kind of sparse, but intricate at the same time. And this, this show gives me that kind of vibe because everything without the augmented reality is very flat and plain. I like the super flat with Murakami. Yes. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. It's, it's flat, but it's detailed. It's, it's alive, but it's also kind of dead at the same time. Underneath mm. it. So yeah, Barry, normal high school girl. There's also a, Sort of an online detective game that they all played called, I can't remember what it's called, Phantom Phantom Zero, where you can hunt for clues in the real world and you win prizes and stuff. But then there's a criminal going around who's kind of co-opted that, who's also called Phantom Zero. Okay. And they have things called Zero Events. So when this person appears, everyone's love goes down to zero. Wow. So pretty much everyone loses. Sort of psychopathy kind of yeah. elements as well. So everyone loses all their sort of social credits. Cool. In the, in the world. And you can see like when it happens, like all the sort of augmented reality stuff they've got for their homes and their personal sort of look sort of just fades away. I said this was a weak season. We've had two bangers off the bat. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> like um, the digital currency thing is, you know, that, that's interesting. And then the Huckleberry um, Finn thing as well. Like that's so. Huckleberry yeah. Finn thing. But yeah, there's, there's, because it is all in a digital world and you've got this sort of social currency sort of tied into it. There's her parents, Barry's parents work for pretty much a censorship sort of program that works in the government. Right. Um, so anything that's because your, your eyes are constantly recording and seeing the world. Mm. So there's people literally just sitting in mass, like deleting information. If it's not recorded here, then, then it never really happened. And it's kind of like, Oh, it's fake news. Cause that's, no, no one actually saw this for real because right. all the evidence is gone. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. That sounds. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but it's it's very different. Um, it's a bit on the nose, sure, but it's an anime, so it can get away with that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the censorship, the digital currency. Barry is actually she has a catchphrase which is lovely, which is it drives me insane. She just shouts lovely all the time. It's like love dash why lovey. But yeah, she's sort of discovering like like the, the world is like a sugar-coated topping. There's like a really dark sort of seed to the world. 
Um, and because her eye is my functioning, she sort of sees the two worlds and she's sort of, she's getting dragged into this world of the Yuri, which is like a deleted person. Cause there's people that live in this world, but they're kind of invisible. They use like a camouflage. And mm, if your eye, if you have your eyes, like you have to have your eyes sort of hooked up to the system. You can't see these people. This she, sounds yeah. really fucking cool. It's good, man. It's one of those things which like these, a lot of anime originals have these crazy, like, you know, high concept ideas. And a lot of the time that it's fall off a cliff. Yeah. One direct priority, for example. But like, if this carries it forward, I, mean, I haven't watched, I haven't watched it, so I can't say, but just from the sound of it, I will certainly be watching it. That sounds really, there's always like Sunny Boy, I think I mentioned in one of the roundups uh, last year. Again, there's always like an artistic, that was Shingo Natsume who directed the first season of One Punch Man. And very artistic, very like kind of just taking a swing you know what I mean? It's something really high concept and really different. And that sounds like that, that's what this one is yeah. this season. You know, there's always one or two. It's, it's taken some big swings because it's about like- I love that. Why what not? happens when you have, you know, everything you do is based for likes on social media. Social media is a currency, mass surveillance, the whole sort of idea of like- um, It's dystopic. What happens when you, you can't tell what's real mm. Mm. in the world. We're not that far and, off. And how those two, the digital world and our world are sort of blending together. To sort that's of really alter cool. Real world sort of events, like it's. Is it on Crunchyroll? Yes, yes, Crunchyroll. Yes. Cool. Well, check that out, people. Uh, if that sounds interesting to you, it certainly sounds it to me. It's good. I'll two episodes in, so again, okay. it could fall off a cliff it pretty could fall quickly. Off a cliff, but but for initial first impression two episodes, is strong. That's a win. So no far. one's got any samurai swords. So. <laughs> Yo, well, how much anime? How what much are they, what's the hair? hair? Yeah, what's the hair <laughs> like? The hair it's pretty good because everyone's got like their digital selves. So people are walking uh, around as cats. And, oh, you know, oh. all right. Well, now I'm sold. You opened with yeah. the wrong thing. I don't know. There's cats in this show. Give me cat avatars. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> there is one scene though where the, it kind of confused me because she's her avatar is a cat. And then people are walking around. But they're like, oh, I'm a cloud. Look at my new skin. I'm a cloud. She goes out at night. She goes walking at night. She's like, wow, the world is so different. Oh, is that a cat? Like, and the, the person's like, as a cat avatar, I'm like, you're a cat avatar. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I was just, that was weird. But yeah, good, good show. I'd recommend it for at least two episodes. All right. So I am going to talk about a show which we've actually interviewed the composer of, in fact, and it is a season two. And it is pretty much the most, as far as the Western anime fandom is concerned, this is probably the most anticipated anime of the season for sure. In fact, it is so. So this is called Made in Abyss. So it's a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Akihito Sukoshi and has been serialized online in Takashobo's digital publication webcomic Gamma since 2012. So it is a webcomic essentially, but it's a, it's a manga series serialized on the web. Some of the definitions get a bit nebulous and blurry, but that's what it is. It's a manga series mostly produced on the web initially. So the first season of the anime premiered in 2017 with the adaptation by Kanema Citrus, the company. Uh, and there was a sequel film which premiered in January 2020. And the second season is airing obviously right now. So this caused a huge splash back in 2017. This was a big deal. Now I'm going to talk about the plot, but I'm going to try to open up a, an interesting conversation on this. So the story is an orphan girl named Rico lives in an orphanage in the town of Orth. The town surrounds a mysterious and giant hole that descends deep into the earth known as the Abyss. The Abyss harbors artifacts and remnants of lost civilizations and is a hunting ground for cave raiders who are highly skilled adventurers who descend into the Abyss in hopes of finding treasures and relics. 
Returning from the abyss can be a dangerous practice as the curse of the abyss, a mysterious and potentially fatal malady, manifests upon ascension. The deeper one goes, the more acute the effects of the curse, and therefore, those who have explored the deepest almost never come back to tell their tale. The most legendary of cave raiders are known as White Whistles, they're like the best of the best, and one of whom is Rico's mother, Liza, who is presumed dead after taking a last descent into the abyss. So Rico wishes to follow in her mother's footsteps and become a White Whistle. Now, early in the first episode, she discovers a robot resembling a human boy in the first layer of the abyss and names him Reg. Uh, Rico and her friends sneak Reg back into the orphanage where he quickly becomes one of the gang. Now, after Rico's mother's white whistle, they actually get white whistles if they are one, is found in the depths of the abyss along with a note seemingly left to Rico from Liza saying to meet her at the bottom of the abyss. Rico and Reg set off on a journey to reach the bottom and find her mother, Liza. Now, great world build. Yeah. Such a great world build. It's like, it's just like, there's this crazy abyss full of crazy shit. And the lower down you go, the crazier it gets. It's like a video game. You know, it's like, it's just like ticking all these boxes. But I will say with Made in Abyss, there are some, there is some problematic content. Not going to lie. There is. And it's something that actually turned me off it to the point where I actually stopped watching it because of said content. Now, this is an interesting one. There's a lot of debates online about this show because a lot of people love it. And I think it is a good show. I think it's, you know, it's, it's a fascinating world, cool characters. It, it's brutal. Is fucking hectic. It goes from zero to 100 real fast. And of course, the main characters are children. So and the design is is Mo. very much like chibi style. Like they look yeah, like, style, yeah. and the, it's deliberately done so, yes, so that is. when yes, the, anything violent or graphic happens to these characters, which it does frequently yeah. because it's a violent show, it's Abyss more shocking. Place. Yeah. And when you start, oh my God, it has it has got a great bait and switch at the start though. It does, yes. You're like, oh my God. It's like more of a bait and switch than Promised Neverland. Like it's yeah, like yeah, you're, yeah. you're kind of just like, wait, what? Yeah. Like I was like, this is so cute. Then I was like, oh, it's not. Yeah. Oh so the, my God. Yes. The art style is, is Mo, which means cute, which means to 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 elicit affection in people. That's that's what Mo is. Mo is a complicated topic, a uh, complicated uh, notion, but essentially it means to uh, make people care about things. So like, you know, like you do for puppies or you know babies or whatever. So it's like to make things cute and to make you care. So then all of a sudden when it goes to a hundred and it's like pretty gnarly, it can be a bit confronting and I will put trigger warnings on this show. I think it deserves it. Like I say, I found it very interesting. I found the concept really interesting. I found the story in the world, the characters really cool, but they're, yeah, I don't know. Something feels a bit ugh, icky to me about it. I don't know, you know, like it's an, it's an interesting one. Oh, I think you're probably more the ick factor comes with like some of the sexualization yes. stuff with yeah. that involved yeah. children, that, characters that are like children. Yeah, it's mm. fucked. That, that, mm. And it's not, um, it's not overt. It's not overt. It's not overt, but it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of just not. It's not a just, I wish it wasn't sort of. what the fuck is this, in the show because I would like, this sounds like I'm going to be quoted and sound like an awful person, but I was fine with the, um, the fact that it was like, you know, deliberately drawn to be cutesy and then it was graphic and dark. Yeah, and like I, I, yeah. I didn't mind that at all. In fact, I thought it was really yeah. quite amazingly well done and executed. Yes. But then yes. when it comes to like, there's just certain characters that speak in hypersexual ways to mm-hmm. the kid characters and that's the cool. weirdest part. And a bit of, I mean, there's like nudity in it, but they just kind of have their shirts off. But I, I was like, it's not really done so much in a sexual way. No. But it is still weird. Like I still didn't feel super great about watching it and I also stopped watching it because of it. Mm. But I know that 
my friends who have watched, people who are not anime fans weirdly have liked this show in the past too because I think it has. Mass appeal. Uh, the video weirdly. game um, comparison, I think really because of the way the world is set up and how interesting it is apparently. Yes. There are three films, two of which are recaps of the first season essentially. The third is actually canon and progresses the story. So if you haven't watched you have to watch the that. film, third film, which came out in 2020 in February, I think. You shouldn't watch season two. You should watch a film first. The third third of the three films, you should watch. And that will help you get up to date with season two. If you have watched it, and like I say, it's it's not like it's a fucked thing. It's not like horrible. It's really not fan service No, it's not fan service at all. It's hard to, it's just like, it's, it's hard like to explain. a bit uncomfortable and it might be yeah, it's deliberately so, but I, as an adult, just went, I don't know if I want to watch this. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't need this in my life. I'm okay. Yeah, I, I don't need this. I don't need this. So it's a funny thing we made in Abyss because I know it's good. And like I know there's many elements that I enjoy, but there are enough, I guess, icky and creepy elements which just made me go, no. I'm sorry, no, I'm out. And I get what they're trying to do. I really do. Yeah, like me I, too. I go, but it's like you could have done that it's without. There's some things that I just go, why? Wow. Uh, but yeah. so that being said, ones. a lot of really amazing things about that show, including the yeah. soundtrack. Shout out to Kevin Penkin. Kevin Penkin's soundtrack well, is absolutely one of the best in the industry. It's and I never thought I'd like that character design, but I do in Maiden Abyss. Like it's I really never thought that I'd be into that. Like they look like literal like um, bobblehead dolls. And I never, I've never been one that's drawn to like chibi art and stuff like that. I've never been my jam, but I think that in this context it works really well and it's it's actually quite beautiful. Yeah, it is. Particularly it's, it's, the backdrop and the world and the abyss itself and the way that that is handled it's, is cool. It's, it's a good show, but I feel kind of weird recommending it, so I won't. Yeah. All, all I'll say is that it's the biggest, most anticipated show. It's topping all the Western lists of what people have most wanted to see this season, what people are watching already. It's it's at the top and it will be for the whole season, I'm sure. But all I'll say is trigger warnings and some ick factor, but you know, watch it if you want. But um, that that's just my thoughts on it. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I don't know. Um. Anyway, let's move on to something else, Charlie. All right, I'm going to talk about one that I find interesting because I feel like it's come in a full circle in terms of like, um, just how this started and what it was like a show that started. I'll get into this, but like, I just feel like it's. It'd be quite beautiful, I reckon, for the creators to see how now it's been adapted for an anime from where we started. So without further ado, I'm talking about Ruby Ice Queendom or R-W-B-Y Ice uh, Queendom. Right, um, okay. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, which is about a few people, because it, it was something that I was very aware of because I'm the target audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in 2013, I was oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Right. Like, so when Ruby it's first, been that long, yeah, it? when longer. Ruby first premiered, it was a show by a company called Red. Sorry, my bad. It's a show by a company called Yes yeah, Rooster Teeth. My, I said Red Rooster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Red Rooster, Red Rooster made, made a great anime. I knew they made oh, I knew really more good. Than some of their parts. Oh, How good that chicken is. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> the animation's crisp. Oh, so crisp. <laughs> I think you're looking so, good. Oh, wait. <laughs> so Rooster Teeth are a, I guess they're most famous as a YouTube channel who are like a 3D animation house. Uh, mm. Western, not not Japanese. They do a lot of things. Their most famous thing was Red vs. Blue, which was the Halo series that wow. they kind of did parody. Getting the way back. Shut up, podcast. They're a big media company. Yeah, now. huge. It's an American computer animated web series and it was created by Monty Um and it was by Rooster Teeth. Uh, the general, the, the the reason I'm going to say the plot of the original is because it actually is 
very much the same plot of mm-hmm. the anime adaptation that's airing right now. Um, it's set in a fictional world of Remnant where young people train to become warriors. They're called huntsmen and huntresses to protect their world from monsters called Grimm. The name Ruby is derived from the four main protagonists' first names. So it's Ruby, Vice, Blake and Yang and their respective theme colours. They're red, white, black and yellow. So there's four leading Ruby. ladies. Ruby. Yeah, R, W, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the reason that is interesting that uh, this aired a while ago, it was because it was so heavily influenced by anime. Oh, yeah. The character designs on these girls, on everything, on the world build, it was very much like a a power system fighting magical girl kind of thing. And honestly, it's a really cool world. Remnant, Grimm's, everything, the powers that they have, the school that they go to, mm-hmm. a magical school where they get put into teams. So in the, they get they get these girls all get sorted to a team, which is R W B Y, which is why they're Ruby. Um, and like, you know, the basically the magic system, everything about it was actually really clear, really concise, and was obviously created by people who were fans of anime and mm. very much influenced by it, to the point where they got a lot of anime voice actors to voice the characters yes, yes, and that was kind of a big deal at the time and it was very random it came out and it was a huge success they did mm. like in volumes and I remember I watched the first three volumes and I loved it and now it's funny that we've come to 2022 and Shaft which is one of the biggest anime or like one of the most considered one of the best animation studios oh, yeah. has decided to adapt from start Ruby so it's like Ruby Ice Queendom they're doing like a variation on it. So it's not the entire thing. Like mm. it's kind of like a alternate storyline, but starts the same setup. But it's just interesting because I feel like that is, it's just crazy that we've gone, that that's just come to an anime adaptation. Of it's Ruby. so interesting, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, anime, again, we've, we've said this on the podcast and we had this chat with Adi Shankar too, you know, it's mm. like, what is anime? Well, it's, it's, it's animation made in Japan, but again, globalization, transnationalism, global diaspora, these things are changing. And I think the the borders are blending. You know what I mean? It's like it's this is a, a Western show yep. inspired by anime now being made. Now being adapted. Japan, by adapted. Adapted to be, yeah, it's, be an it's anime. Definitely. In Japan. Like it's, it's, fascinating. There's, there's so much going on here. Like that is like yeah. that is so cool. Like that's that's great. Well, we've seen the proliferation of manhwa into yeah, absolutely. Japanese studios. I know. Well, absolutely. Well, of course, A1 Pictures now uh, picking up the solo leveling, which is interesting, but apparently they're going to set it in Japan. Is that true or is that a comment on TikTok? What's the comment read? on TikTok? So we don't know. I'm not going to fact check it. I'm Honestly, gonna right, so we just posted a video. We've just started TikTok, everyone. Check it out on TikTok. Uh, check it out. It's going well. But I uh, just posted it and someone commented as just before we started. I was like, are they setting it in Japan? But we haven't had a chance to fact check that. So fact shout out to you, whoever commented that. I uh, hope, hope, hope you're right. right. Um, <laughs> you're, I don't you're know. You ruin us if you have <laughs> it. <laughs> it's over. Um, I don't know about that actually because I don't. I mean, thinking about the memoir adaptations, which are Tower of God and God of, God High, of School, High School, I they didn't make any big changes to that. They didn't know. But I don't that remember being if they said, even reference career in those ones. That's the thing. Well, God of a High School surely did. Sure, but I, I can't remember, which is bad because I watched no, that, that whole show, show wasn't great. Wasn't yeah. great. We love the, 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 anime. the, the fight scenes were fucking awesome. Yeah, that tournament was. arc the anime. Yeah, but, um, um, we're really getting on tangent here. Solo leveling has a potential to be really excellent anime. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a really excellent webtoon or memoir and mm. web novel. Memoir. Memoir. I prefer Omniscient. No. Reader. It's too convoluted. <laughs> it's lit. It's so <laughs> good. So <laughs> um, but anyway. I would um, say. That would never be adapted because it's too complicated. It's too much going on. But I love it. But. <laughs> 
Sort of leveling's ending is not great. You know, might get an anime original ending. Eh. Who knows? Who eh. knows? Eh. If they're sitting in I'll Japan, be, I'll be long possible. If, they, happen, if they are. They're sitting in New York. Uh, <laughs> in Sydney. In Sydney. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you bloody doing, uh, mate? Uh, mate. This um, is Brisbane. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get out of here, you monsters. Get out of here. Uh, um, Stay with back, my sword. Back to Ruby Ice Queenum. So, how, yes. how is the actual show? So they released three episodes at once in one hit um, as like a kind of feature length sort of thing. Um, I thought that was cool until I realised that meant that you're not going to have a new episode for four weeks. Like they just did it in one hit. Oh. Like it wasn't like a, here's a long special. It was like release them all at once. They were not releasing for three weeks. And I went, Bold choice. I am sad to say that Ooh, the, okay. I think that as much as I, I feel like has potential to be a really good show as a gateway anime for people as well. Yeah. Like as the concepts are pretty like very clean, easy characters. Like I, I really enjoyed the original and you can still watch it as well. I mean, I don't love 3D animation as a general thing. So the thought of this being adapted in a traditional anime style made me really excited. Mm. But I I have to say that it was a tad convoluted and maybe assumed that the audience had already watched. Right. I had to bring assumed knowledge. To yeah. The, to um, which I did have, but also I have seen it. I've seen the first three volumes. But I couldn't really remember much. So I was a bit lost. And if I'm lost, then it means that most like new anime watchers will probably be like, what is going on What's here? Yeah. I can withhold my judgment because they're they've just kind of diverted. They diverged in the original plot line, uh, which means it's gonna take a bit of a new life and then maybe they'll make it their own. That's a good thing. Also, um, just so we know, Studio Shaft are famous for doing the Monogatory series. Um, mm-hmm. they're also famous for doing Madoka Magica. Yep. Those shows I Monogatory is not my favorite thing. I think it is um in like Art fit. So I think it's like incels who are art nerds <laughs> love that show. Because it looks gonna come fucking, for us now, Charlotte. I don't care. It looks beautiful, but it is like perverted and yeah, fan servicey cool. in a way that I think people are saying it's saying something, but it's not. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I could be wrong about that. I, I feel like maybe I watch it with judgment and I could probably just go back and watch. But I I even I'll admit, God, it looks good. Yeah. Um, they know how to animate. Shaft know how to animate. Oh, they do, yeah. So yeah. I think well, it's really it's cool. one of the best. I used to say that the creator of Ruby did pass away. Uh, oh. Monty Ohm did pass away, uh, I think, in about 2016. So, like, oh, while, a while ago, like, and quite, like, suddenly, and I think it was. Oh, so I really hope that the fact that Shaft it would be, like, an amazing thing for him to, you know. It's, like, so incredible it. that this team has pulled together something that has got the attention of what they were inspired by originally. Like, I, that is so cool, and I yes. really hope, I really hope it comes together well, but I guess we'll just wait and see. I, I, didn't, I wasn't filled with. I wasn't like, oh, my God, yes, hype, hype, hype. I kind of was a bit of a punish to get through uh, those three episodes in one hit. Okay. But Blake is best girl. Um, <laughs> that's all I'll say. That's a fact. There's there some is. cool shit there. I have a weird crush on Adam. Shouldn't. Shouldn't. <laughs> Problematic of me. And anyone who uh, – that's a very dank reference to anyone who knows the show. But right Ruby, on. Ice Queendom, crazy but, concept. But a fascinating concept. Absolutely. Um, and also in terms of where anime is going and, and how – how the medium is progressing around the world. It's, you know, there's so much going on there. So that, that's really fascinating. So Ruby Ice Queen, check it out if that sounds interesting to you. Graham, what do you got for us, man? <laughs> After we were assigned our homework and went through multiple options because stuff hasn't been released because we are going so early, mm. um, Sam recommended that I should watch Isekai Ojin-san. I don't know how to say uncle in Japanese. I don't know how to say much Japanese. But it basically <laughs> translates to uncle from another world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and this is a reverse isekai kind of story. Um, and I am 50-50 on isekai most of the time. Yeah, fair. I always feel it's copy and paste yep. worlds with- That one's pretty good. Yeah, this, this is a high watermark. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, I just pointed to a ReZero poster that's been put up in our studio. So, yes. Um, he put it to a Sword Art Online poster. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> fact, what is that? Fact check fact, that. Fact. That is what he pointed to. <laughs> Mashoka Tensei down there? God damn it. <laughs> Harem from another world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so reverse Isekai is an interesting concept. Yes. I think- you know, people have done it before, but this is primarily a comedy. It's about, I don't actually think, think they say his name. I think they just call him uncle. I guess the other character, his name is Takafumi. Um, he gets a call one day saying his uncle is waking up from a coma after 17 years. The, the first shot is great because Takafumi's walking to the the hospital and he almost gets hit by a truck. Or like right. a truck screams Classic. by him, but he doesn't notice. I'm like, oh, truck oh, truck There he is. <laughs> Um, that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> truck coon. But then you find out the uncle was hit by a truck. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, he still Layers. got it. Still got it. Um, but yeah, the uncle wakes up uh, after 17 years. He starts talking about how he's been in another world. And his nephew's like, this crazy, crazy bastard. Um, but his uncle starts speaking in a language, another language. He was like, this guy is completely mental. He's like, Oh, wait, Japanese. That was the language I spoke. It was Japanese and starts sort of talking to him in Japanese. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He was a video game nerd when he was hit by a truck and stuff. So one of the first things he says up says when he comes out of his coma is Sega still winning the console wars. <laughs> he's like, uh, yes. <laughs> um, it's like, no, no, it's more about PlayStation and all this sort of stuff. Um, then he tries to convince him that he does magic and stuff. And he says some, some words and nothing happens. And he's like, this guy is insane. And he goes, oh, damn, Japanese again. And he makes a bottle of water float across a room. Um, so, yeah, he moves in with the nephew and they have a YouTube channel. Okay. It's basically him just trying to prove that he's from another world <laughs> by using his, like, magical powers and no one believes him. So it's pretty, it's a man out of time thing as well. So he wants like a flip phone. And he was like, no one has a flip phone. And he was like, but look how cool it is. Like, he's like, no, but look at this screen. He was like, that's just a screen. Look at this one rotates and shit. Like, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah the, I miss yeah. a flip phone, man. That, that would I agree go. with that uncle from another world. Yeah. <laughs> I see myself in that character. Um, he's onto something, that guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But he also has the ability because he still has all his magic and stuff that he can actually he can show people his memories oh. of what's happened. In fact, there's a little scene where he pulls out his diary. He was like, the nephew has a little look at one page and just instantly starts crying and screaming. He was like, like take my memory away, stuff like that. So he's, yeah, there's, ah. there's some, there's some ah. good stuff in there. Like he, the world he goes to is just full of like beautiful, angelic looking people. But he went there just as a normal man. dude. <laughs> so they all treat him like he's an ogre. So he saves a woman from an actual ogre, like cuts this ogre in half. And they're all like, oh, my God, thank you. But then they look at him and then they're even more horrified about him. <laughs> and she's like, has to like, she's like, don't, don't hurt my children. I'll offer myself to you like as a sacrifice. <laughs> and he's like, no, I just wanted to. Yeah. And they, <laughs> people fine. are constantly trying to burn him at the stake because he's so ugly. Yeah, it's pretty funny, actually, because it's taken all those sort of tropes that you would think, you know, and mm. then kind of flipping them. It's on Netflix, um, right? It will be. 
I think right. it's on it's on Netflix Japan. Right. Okay. Um, and it will come out on Netflix, obviously, six months down the line when there's enough <laughs> out of Netflix jail. Yes. Um, but yeah, reverse isekai. It's pretty funny. He's using his powers in a real world, like to go pick up his flip phone from Yakahama. He was like, oh. <laughs> It's going to cost 2,000 yen to ship and he's mortified, but then he remembers he can fly, so he flies there. And then his nephew's taking advantage of, like, the free shipping to buy, like, couches and stuff, and he's, like, flying in the air with a couch strapped to him <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> um, Sounds pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Like, it's it's a reverse isekai. There's lots to play with. So um, much. It's pretty, the YouTube channel's pretty hilarious as well. <laughs> the animation's not great. Like the studio, I think this is their first sort of crack at right, doing stuff. Like, right, right, right. It's by Atlia Pondrek. Pondrek. My favorite. Do not, <laughs> I do not know them. No, I don't know. But um, the the opening scene's hilarious because it's all done in like a JRPG sort of pixel oh, art type thing. Cool. Like the, the video game connections really quite strong. Um, one of the best lines is uh. A man who chooses a Sega console can never live a normal life. <laughs> like, like he, he's so True. obsessed with like obviously the time that he sort of left the world in. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I had a I had a good I had a good time. Like okay. I thought it was funny. I wasn't expecting anything from it. Yeah, what, it seems to be pretty widely regarded. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, it comes. It is a manga. Mm. I don't. I didn't do any research for that. And I think there's a light novel as well. Mm. Well, while we're on the topic of reverse isekais. Uh, and comedies of such. I'm back on another season two. I'm all about season twos right now, unfortunately, but we haven't talked about the season ones of these on the show before. And if we have, they've only been in passing. I think I mentioned this show in our wild words of Isekai back in season two, a while back now, but I think this one deserved a bit more. And the second season has been very highly anticipated because there's been nine years between drinks. So this show is called The Devil is a Part-Timer. And it's a Japanese light novel series, and it's written by Satoshi Wakahara, with illustrations by Oniku, which is written as uh, 029. It's kind of cool. Kind of badass, I guess. Uh, Now, the first novel was released in 2011, and the final novel was released in 2020. So also just for those of us who want to refresh, what is a light novel? I've said this a few times never, but it's always good to to remind you, because even I forget sometimes there are so many, light novel, visual novel, et cetera, et cetera. Light novels, style of Japanese young adult novels, primarily targeted at high school and middle school students. The average length of a light novel is around 50,000 words. So it's on the shorter side, but like not crazy, not a short story, but a short novel. Uh, They're usually published in bankoban format, which are A6 sized paperbacks. Basically, they're cheaper versions because they don't do hard, they don't do hard, hardback, you know. Now, light novels are commonly illustrated in manga art style and are often adapted into anime and manga. Mostly a ton of isekais and reverse isekais. The light novels are all about it. You know, ReZero is a light novel, et cetera, et cetera. So the first season of the anime was released in 2013 and was adapted by White Fox, who are famous for ReZero, Steins Gate, and Akami Ga Kill, Charlotte's favorite anime. My favorite. Uh, <laughs> I have to say, well, Steins Gate is one of your favorites. But, um, Actually is, and ReZero yeah, is great. No, Steins, Steins Gate. So White Fox is great, but they, they love adapting light novels. That's like one of their big things. Um so yes, there was a nine-year gap, as I say, between the first and second season, which is actually kind of rare. A lot of people thought this would never come back, but it has. And this season is being adapted by a Studio 3 HZ, so 3 Hertz, I suppose. But not much to report on them. They've only done like four or five, and I've probably never heard of any of them. I was looking at them, I was like, the fuck are these? So now I will admit, at the moment, at the time of recording this episode, again, straight up and down, 
The episode comes out tomorrow at the time of episode of season two. So I don't know how 3 Hertz or 3HZ are going to adapt. A lot of people are a little bit worried about it because White Fox did a really good job back in 2013. But I'm telling you guys this because I have watched the whole first season in preparation for this podcast. So damned if I'm not going to bring it up. How many episodes was that? 13. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, not that's that's right. oh my not God. Wait a minute. I did it in two days, Jesus though. Like, I watched all of One Piece. I, okay, I would obviously, then be I'm not trying to be like, oh, look how much I made. But still, I've made enough of an effort to talk about it. And also, it's, it's, it's a really widely regarded show. And also, I really liked it. So let me explain to you what it's about. Also, all the cast have come back from season one to season two, nine years later. They're all reprising their roles. So, the great demon lord Satan seeks to conquer the world of Ente Isla, or Isla. Fuck, I don't know how that's pronounced. E-N-T-E-I-S-L-A. Don't at me, man. E-N-T. N-T, E-N-T-E, space, I-S-L-A. I can't Isla. spell. What am I pretending? Ente- yeah, Isla. 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 Yeah, Ente Isla. Ente Isla? Leave me alone if I N- fuck that up, man. Uh, if I got that wrong, <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> Terrible <Okay>. content. Uh, <laughs> Get him. Okay. <laughs> the great lord. Not you, man. The great <laughs> demon lord Satan seeks to conquer the world of Ente Isla by annexing its four continents with the help of his great demon generals, Alciel, Lucifer, Malakoda, and Adramalek. After being beaten back by the great hero Emilia and her companions after they have killed Malakoda and Adramalek, Satan and Alciel escape the world of Ente Isla through a portal which takes them to modern day Tokyo. So this is also obviously reverse Isekai as I mentioned. But due to a lack of magic in our world, both Satan and Alciel change their forms into modern young human men. Alciel has completely lost his magic but Satan still has a little bit left, but he can only use it in very small bursts and seems to have a very limited amount left in general. So if he's overzealous, he's in danger of losing it all. So in order to survive in modern neoliberal society, Satan takes up a job as a part-timer at a fast food joint, rather unironically named McRonald's. MG Ronald's. They didn't even try, but it's pretty funny. They're making a joke out of it, obviously. And LCL is tasked with trying to find them a way back to Ente Isla uh, whilst also keeping the home. And he makes very funny meals, like when they try and get melon, but they can't afford it because they're so poor. So he just puts honey on cucumber. And he's like, this is terrible. And he's like, why don't you can buy melon, you son of a bitch? Um, Surely just a melon would be cheaper than cucumber. That's what he's saying. He's like, why don't you just do this? It's, like, it's actually a really, well, really, a good one, actually. it's a really funny show. <laughs> Now, on a rainy day, Satan Satan himself is cycling to work when a young woman stands next to him at the lights with no umbrella, getting drenched. Feels bad and gives her his umbrella. Little does he know that that girl is actually the great hero, Amelia, who has followed him and LCL to Earth in order to destroy them. Mm. The show then unfolds as these three try to navigate late-stage capitalism in modern Japan. Numerous other characters show up from Ente Isla and they too must face up to the horrors of modernity. It is really fucking funny. Dude. Like, it's I'm, actually, again, only anime. No, I'm so, this, I reckon you know? this is a real thing that is always funny. That fish out of water. It's funny, man. Like they, they do it with Thor. Yeah. They do it with what? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that kind of like. Was that show yeah. Lucifer where he's a yeah. detective? Yeah. Yeah, but this is like. <laughs> this is detective. like. He's a detective. <laughs> it is a detective. It's Lucifer, no. but it's a procedural. No, he, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I watched all of uh, Lucifer. He owns a nightclub. Oh, um, he's and badass, yeah, dude. he likes to help out a sexy female detective on her crime. Well, who doesn't like to help out a sexy female? <laughs> because he can't, he can't read her. He can't, he can't control her. He can't use his Satan uh, powers. So he's intrigued because she's not like other girls. Oh, God damn. Uh, same. So um, I really related to that show. Right. No, it sounds so good. It's, I really want to watch it. Honestly, it's like, it's so funny. 
But I'm just going to quote Albert Einstein for a second here. Oh, my God. How did we get here? Why? And how? From the devil is a part-timer Correct. to Albert Einstein. Because it is a, it is a comment on late stage capitalism. He also capitalism. worked at uh, McDonald's. That's <laughs> he got reincarnated last year. Uh, he did. He's um, back. He's back he's working back. at McDonald's. The genius is a part-timer. <laughs> like, uh, Albert Einstein. No, but it's, it's a great comment a on, on capitalism and neoliberalism and the hell in which we find ourselves. And it's really fucking interesting. It's really hilarious. <laughs> all right. But, you know, Thorstein Veblen has this great comment from this article where he said, we are in the predatory phase of human development, which is, he was talking about in the 50s. And it's still in this place in capitalistic form. So this great quote from Albert Einstein, which he wrote in an article, which was called Why Socialism? And it's the economic anarchy of capitalist society as it exists today is, in my opinion, the real source of the evil. We see before us a huge community of producers, the members of which are unceasingly striving to deprive each other of the fruits of their collective labor, not by force, but on the whole, in faithful compliance with legally established rules. In this respect, it is important to realize that the means of production, that is to say, the entire productive capacity that is needed for producing consumer goods as well as additional capital goods, may legally be, and for the most part are, the private property of individuals. The crippling of individuals I consider the worst evil of capitalism. Our whole education system suffers from this evil. An exaggerated competitive attitude is inculcated into the student who is trained to worship acquisitive success as a preparation for his future career. I think that's pretty fucking accurate. Turns out it wasn't just a good visit. Do, do you reckon they had that I framed on the writer's, the writer's room you wall? Did? I feel like someone wrote that for him one day. I think Albert Einstein like, might have been able to write. Um, do you think that they? Turns out it's pretty smart. Do you think that they had that framed on the writer's room wall of the you know devil is a part like, timer? Like they that's were a, like, "That is, we got to keep coming back to that." That's <laughs> a pretty big frame, right? It's <laughs> like, a pretty a good point, though, right? No, it's I mean, a good point, but I okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Capitalism sucks, dude. You could have just said capitalism, capitalism sucks. sucks. But that's the point, though. That is the point. The point is, is that it's a huge statement about the hellscape that is neoliberalism, late-stage capitalism, and that is the whole goddamn point. You know what I mean? And Einstein is just simply saying it in the most eloquent and interesting way possible. Look. Anyway, look, all I'm going to say is that the devil is a part-timer is it's really, really funny. Like, it's really interesting. It's like because he has limited parts of magic you know again it's like he picks and chooses when he can and can't do things it's trying to be all like oh i must make sure that we get number one in the competition of the mcronald's to sell the most pepper fries in a month and he's like yes and if i do this then i'll become a full-timer and if i become a full-timer i become an assistant manager then a manager then i will take over japan and then I will go back to my land and conquer that anew. Is but that like, not the right way to think when I'm at work? I think, uh, you know, he's he's right. It's like a- he's right. All right, cool. Because I was like, that's why I think when I'm serving customers. I'm like, <laughs> and then I'll get this and then. It's like that scene from <laughs> Coming to America with yes. Louis Anderson where he's like, <laughs> yes. right now I'm on lettuce. Next year I'll be on fries. And in two years I'll be assistant manager. What's that's saying? when the big bucks <laughs> And yeah, like that kind of fish out of water kind of style where we've got Buffy at the Dopamine Palace. Yes. Uh, and that idea that you could be a superhuman, you could be someone that is a bigger, greater, but you still, at the end of the day, if you live on planet Earth in a capitalist society, you have to make money to live. Absolutely. And it's a, yeah, it's a, you know, it's actually not a unique premise in that way. No, it's not. But no. 
I think the devil working at McDonald's is quite unique and very funny. And I think it's something that only anime could probably really pull off in that slice. It's like kind of slice of life here, right? It actually is quite slice yeah, of life. Yeah, I love I, – my favourite kind of slice of life is when you have an extraordinary situation that is – then made into a slice of life. So exactly. Like someone who doesn't really know what's going on, slice of life. Yeah, um, the opening five minutes is like, it's like, it looks like a pure guy. It looks like the animation, they spent all the budget on the first five minutes and like, it's, you know, white fox doing their isekai thing and it's like, looks incredible. And then all of a sudden, it's just we're in Japan. Devil is a part-timer is really, really fucking good. Like, again, well, remains to be seen how 3HZ, 3Hertz managed to take season two. Like I said before, it hasn't, come out yet but again I watched all of season one in preparation for this so damned if I won't be talking about it so it's just really interesting and I just think that I don't know it, it, it made me laugh out loud and as you we were saying before like a lot of the times with comedy in anime like I, I don't find it that funny like every now and then I just like get like, Kaguya-sama I laugh out loud all the time it's so so funny and this show has got me laughing out loud quite a few times and you know it's also got something to say it's interesting again Capitalism is hell. Everyone should should rail against it. Devil, and hell. It works on so many levels. It's on all so many levels. And like, I, I really do suggest it because I think it's a lot of fun. And also, like, sometimes I won't spoil too much, but in the future, like, he, sometimes he can use his powers. And when he does, it's, like, kind of badass. So every now and then, like, something cool happens. And you're like, oh, sick, great. You know, but, like, and there's all these mysteries. You know, other people get drawn into the place. And it's just a really cool show. It's got a lot to say whilst being really funny. So Devil's a Part-Timer. Let's see how season two goes. Join join me in this progress. We'll see how we go. It's also Albert Einstein's favorite anime. <laughs> Actually, I think it came out like fifty years ago, right? Was, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think I'm about to talk about Albert Einstein's favorite anime. Oh, okay, so, okay. Back. Right, this is so. real show. Just joking. So, as is tradition that I've put upon myself, so I can own my best self to blame. There's always one that I will look at on the list of currently airing anime, and I'll go, "Oh, that looks awful." I bags it, like dibs for me. And then I'll complain <laughs> on air. I'll be like, Sam made me do this and he did the arty one and I did this one. But actually, no, I fully bring it for myself. So this year, um, obviously I couldn't go past a title such as My Stepmom's Daughter is My Ex. That is the title. And to the surprise of nobody, it is adapted from a light novel. Really? Where you have the whole plot line in the title. This sounds problematic. Of course it is. I don't recommend Googling it because you end up on a Pornhub page with step porn. Like I I was like, I had to literally Google like, my stepmom's daughter is my ex in capital letters. Anime. Adaptation. <laughs> <Incognito> <laughs> 22. <laughs> like it's an anime. Ah, like government. VPN. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so this one is by Studio Project Number 9. Never heard of them. Looked at a bunch of their titles. Yeah, a lot right. of sibling-esque titles. And I went, okay, Ooh. cool. I'm why probably. Anime, why does anime do why? this? You know, like why? God anyway, the synopsis, which you probably you know, gathered. It's in the title, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will give you a a bit more of a in depth <laughs> synopsis. Only one episode has aired so far, and I will say, despite the title, so far it's surprisingly wholesome. A little bit not, but like I was expecting a truly, you know, I've seen some shit like. I've seen some shit, guys. I've been through it. Like, oh, you know, wow. as an anime fan, yeah. you you watch stuff, you go, this might be good. I got recommended it on Reddit. Uh, never go down that path. You're like, why does Reddit do this to me every fucking time? You're like, this trolls. is. I'm like, I'm on a list. I can't, like, I need to get off this list. I'm on an FBI watch <laughs> list. FBI watch list. <laughs> I was trying to find a good show. Um, so, this is why we're here to do this for you. Synopsis. When they were middle schoolers, Mizuto and Yumi were a completely normal couple. 
Between flirtations and shouting matches for minor reasons, the two students stayed together until they entered high school, where they finally decided to break up. What they don't know is that fate sometimes has many surprises in store and that they will be reunited again as stepbrother and sister only after two weeks. Basically, this couple in middle school decided to break up. Not good. They had a bad breakup. Uh, And then it comes out that their parents have been dating and they were unaware of this and they're deciding to get married. So they have to pretend to have not dated as to not make it weird for their parents who are now getting married because they're now stepbrother <laughs> and stepsister. I see Sam's soul just leaving his body. Like, Dude, like so, But one thing I'll it, say man. is that, like, I was kind of like, you know, this could be all right, like, Brady Bunch movie. Could be you know? comedy, Brady Bunch movie, yes. Comedy hijinks. Yes. And, like, you know, like, it's a scenario that could happen. To, it's happened to someone. I reckon it's happened <laughs> oh, to someone. It's someone. Like, it's someone's out there. Is someone out there? You, this, if, they're like, this is a fucking There are my dozens life. of us. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> and I credit my credits to you. When it started, I went, you know what? This is actually pretty interesting. It was quite played quite seriously, like quite earnestly. Super earnest, okay. Yeah, like they're doing the washing up and the parents are so happy and they're sitting there like in their loved up state and they're like, we're really happy for our parents, but like they're fighting under their breath. They had this really bad breakup. <laughs> I, I will kill and you. it's like really funny. And I was like, this is kind of funny. Like, yeah. and what would you do in this scenario? Like you'd just be like, and they, their greater good is that they want their parents to be happy and they don't want to make it weird. So they're going to pretend like it never happened. But of course it's anime. So halfway through the episode I went, oh no. Uh, oh, yep. uh, no, here it comes. Here yep. we go. And you know, it's just a weird thing where I just, there's some like sexualization around sibling stuff no, in anime in particular, dude. but also in a lot of things. Oh yeah. And um God damn it. Yeah, gross. Gross times. Not not my thing. So cool. Hate watching it. Hate the anime leans into this stuff, like little little sister kind of like it's fucked, it, and, it's fucked. And I have to say, like, it wasn't it's not as bad as it could be, which is something terrible to say. Like it wasn't like <laughs> uh, in your face set like there wasn't like hypersexualized moments really. It was kind of that classic like um rom-com anime like oh I, I slipped over and now I, I my skirt's gonna fall up kind of stuff like not happens all the time yeah not not a vibe but I do think that watching stuff set in high school the older you get you actually more picky about what you do watch it has to be something that's really good yeah like, like Kaguya summer. summer yeah even Bruce my dress basket. up darling actually genuinely shocked me with how much I enjoyed that because that's something I should by all accounts as I talked about that last season I shouldn't have enjoyed a lot of people like that I, I did expect I read the manga and I was like it's really good it, yeah, it is has its moments, but it's still kind of wholesome and charming, and there's a genuine connection between the characters. You're like, mm. yeah. yeah, totally. I think yeah, that just because something said in high school doesn't doesn't automatically yeah. make it like yeah, whack, debaucherous. You know? like, it's yeah, not American it's like, Pie. No, no yeah, okay, well, that's, there's problematic stuff. There's sex education. We brought up a bunch of times. A really great show, but like again, like this isn't even like problematic in that way. It's just like it's just a little bit just weird, icky. Yeah. yeah, and I will yeah, not well, be yeah. probably won't be watching. Episode yeah, two. I don't, why? Of course you shouldn't. <laughs> well, I, you know, and it's funny when you when you go, oh god, bad. I got a palate cleanser of um, Rent a Girlfriend season two. Thank God, that's a good chaser <laughs> to have. Um, which I mean, to be honest with you, that's set in college. So, and Age he pays for her services. Yeah, he rents a girlfriend. Yep. I actually think it's pro sex work, and I'm yep. okay with that. Yep. Um, that show's the, woke as hell. That, yeah, it's actually the most woke. It's the most woke. Like when I talked about, girl, <laughs> like when I talked about girlfriend, girl. girlfriend, the one where he ends up with four girlfriends. Oh, yeah. And I went, is this like the best like polyamory? I was like, yes. Like, yeah. The answer is no. Like, of course it isn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> absolutely not what you expect. Surprisingly, not no, the like, most in woke. No, like in a shocking twist, anime wasn't woke. I was horrified. Um, but no, this show, I mean, I did it for the bit. I actually watched it to laugh about it. But honestly, it Can't wasn't. do it for the bit. It anyway. was not. As bad as I've seen, 
which is like not saying much when it comes to anime. <laughs> That's but, not good. But honestly, it wasn't even compelling enough as a rom-com for me. Right. I, didn't know, like, I didn't really care that much. So, yeah. and yeah, the concept is a bit weird. This reminds it's, me of the episode of The Simpsons know. where Abe and Marge's mom stopped dating and all oh, the freaks yes, out yes. about it. It's like, we're my brother fingers. and sister, Marge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, but seriously, that's, I guess that is actually, that is, that is literally yeah. this. Yeah, yeah well, that's It doesn't true. have to even be that weird. It's just that it did get a bit weird. Yeah. Like, they kind of, they played handler. on the sibling thing for a yeah. sexy bit and I went, nah, yeah. like, nah. No. Yeah. yeah, like the Brady Bunch movie did I'm actually triggered by the Brady Bunch right now, so please don't. <laughs> What? Because my haircut looks a bit like Uh, Carol Brady. Is that a name? Yeah, I think it is Carol Brady. Yeah, I got a mullet cut. um, For those of you who aren't watching. Uh, Um. You can't see it because I've hidden it very strategically. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's a little bit Carol Brady and I think I deserve it. Look, anyway. uh, It's a story. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so anything from last. girl named Charlie. Sorry. (laughs) We're uh, (laughs) up. We're really divulging into madness. But um, honestly, like anything from last season that has stuck with you guys or anything you want to bring up or anything from this season left, like, um, I mean, obviously Kaguya Summer, again, I hadn't really watched much of it when we brought it up last season. I got COVID, had a bad time, but the one shining light amongst the darkness was Kaguya Summer. That is a high school show that is fucking dope. I loved it. I laughed out loud. Funny, as I mentioned before. It's incredible. Spy Family. Obviously fantastic. Uh, only going from strength to strength. Um, the real surprise for me from last season, and it's continuing this season, is Ao Ashi, which is the soccer anime that I brought up. And I called it mid. Football. When it started. Football for those of you in the Northern Hemisphere. Football for 7 billion other people. Sure. Everyone who's not in Australia and America, it's football. Sure. Uh, look, honestly, I learned a lot about football from this show. It's like high Q is like obviously... <laughs> Anyone who's listening to this podcast knows my thoughts about Haikyuu. It's the best thing in the world. Io Ashi was a big surprise to me from last season because I started off and I was like, geez, it's pretty mid. And then by the end, I was like, this is the best show of the season. And like Gerald, you know, he's been on the show many times. We are both obsessed with it. We're, we're texting each other all the time. And I was like, I'm, learn- I'm actually learning about football and um, really enjoying it. Me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I fucking love it. I think it's great. I think it's really cool. The character's are great. The show's great. The style's great. The, um, Animation's great. Big big one for me. Again, we'll we'll be back for when we do our next roundup, which will be fall. Gonna be a big season. A lot of big shows coming. Chainsaw Man, of course, Bleach reboot. There's a lot coming in fall. But we'll come back and tell you the things that we missed. Tell us if we have missed something. Yeah, Comment. Tell us let us the, know. We the always watch something. Also, Classroom of the Elite season two, which is a show that I did watch years ago when it first came out. It's like one, it's not as far away as uh, Devil's a Part Timer, no, but it's like years, a, yeah. maybe like four years. It's like a while. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah. Um, I did watch it and I don't know whether it says a lot about the show, but I can't remember much. I do know that he ends up like an elite in a classroom of the elite. Sometimes the title is someone who is, um, you know, not like he feels like he doesn't really belong there and it's very much like a mind game. Like there's a bunch of like class games and like the way that the school is set up is a bit like cooked and there's a bit of kind of like deathmatchy vibes. Death, like, you know, like, uh, but not, Tamadashi no one's game, actually dying. Sort of thing. Um, also a good show from last season, by the way, turned out to be yeah. quite good. Trashy, but good. Yeah. So we'll keep our eye on that yeah. one when it starts airing. Yes. Um, I might have to do a bit of a rewatch of season one, but I'm excited to see that one too. Overlord season four is out. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Don't watch it. Um, I did two and a half seasons of it and I regretted almost every second of it. Look, if you like it, great. Enjoy. Whatever. But it's just a straight up male power fantasy. It's all the worst things about Isekai. 
It is boring. There are no stakes. He will always win. Everyone he has is overpowered. It's just not for me. Uh, look, if you like it, great. But uh, Overlord for me is a trash fire. But yeah, that's basically it for the season, right? I mean, again, like I say, let us know if we missed something. We always do. We would love to hear anything that we've missed. What are you most excited about Gateway to Anime Season 5? Can you give us a, bit of a little uh, you know, look in, a bit of a yeah, hint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got quite peek. a few interesting episodes coming up. We are actually about to attend SmashCon. I cannot wait for that. See you there, maybe. Yes, maybe, maybe. see you there. Um, or Actually, by the, time this this, by the time this podcast comes out, it will have been done. Maybe we did see you there. I'm looking forward to the historical fiction episode. Oh my like, that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course you are. How many um, Einstein quotes sorry. are you going to squeeze into Just that Sam, one? Just Sam pitching <laughs> historical fiction and asked to like a stony-faced audience. They're wrong. Like, had like several books of research. Oh, where, like, you will all learn that history is fun. Anyway, look, I'm uh, really excited. We're also going to talk about music anime, uh, which is really exciting. Horror, we're going to touch on for the first time. Horror's going to be good. Horror's going to be cool. I'm excited about quite a few things. We're trying to book a few more interviews at the moment. We can't confirm them yet, but if they do come off, it's going to be really, really cool. Look, this new studio, it's really exciting. We're so excited to be bringing you guys new content from a new space, which we are so stoked about. So honestly, thank you ever so much. And of course, I'd like to thank our patrons, Rose, Dom, Stuart, Curtis, Samantha, Alex, Caroline, Christian, and Ian. Y'all, thank you so much. Don't Honestly, forget about Einstein. And Albert Einstein. Albert. Our main patron. Our main patron. If you want to follow us on any other social media, please look us up on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And you can obviously listen to all of our podcasts on Spotify and any of your podcast streaming services. We're on all of them. All the good ones. All of them, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you so much. And season five, let's do it. Golf clap. We're mm -hmm. at you. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.